This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for listening. we got a great show coming your way for the next four hours. I have been fascinated by the idea of public money going to private entities for many years. And even if it's not necessarily private entities, which projects get public financing and which don't? Because what tends to happen is the people who are the beneficiaries of this money, they oftentimes get very rich. And it's not to say there aren't a lot of great projects in the mix, but it does become a little bit of an invitation for corruption because there's a lot of whining and dining, and my friend Curtis Lewa would say pocket lining, of the people that get to dole out that funding. One of the things that we've seen here in New York for many years, which I have long viewed with sort of a raised eyebrow, is industrial development agencies. Many of you are already familiar with this. I know this is big on Long Island. We have them in New York City, but it's not necessarily as big in the five boroughs. We have other forms of corporate welfare in the five boroughs. Industrial development agencies in counties across New York dole out billions of dollars a year in tax breaks. And one group the Washington-based group Good Jobs First, which is a left-leaning group that takes aim at public subsidies, is contending that New York schools lost at least $1.8 billion in property taxes in 2021 because the IDAs cut deals with private companies in the name of job creation. So this group wants this giveaway of taxpayer money, at least when it comes to school taxes, to stop. And I want to be clear, I'm all for job creation, but I think this proposal is very interesting. A bill sponsored by Western New York Democrats, Senator Sean Ryan and Assemblymember Harry Bronson, would prohibit IDAs from abating the school share of property taxes and the lawmakers in groups pressed for the measure's passage before the legislative session in Albany ends this week. They issued a report contending that tax abatements cost on average $541 per pupil per year among the districts studied in the report. I have long viewed a lot of what these IDAs do as just another form of corporate welfare. And if they're taking the school taxes, money that's intended for education of public school students, I don't necessarily think that's right. I'm all for job creation, but everybody should have to pay their fair share, certainly if that means taking away money that's supposed to be going to school children. I'm eager to see where this goes. I'm not endorsing this proposal necessarily, but I'm eager to learn more about it. Beam me up! To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. 77 WABC, I think, has once again shown why we are the best on-air ensemble team in radio. We learned yesterday that we were the winner of eight Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. So I want to congratulate everybody that won and everybody that had a hand in producing these shows. Back the Blue, which was our event celebrating the NYPD, that won for Best Public Affairs Program. Cindy Adams' interview with former Governor Andrew Cuomo won for Best Feature. Sid and Friends, this is all he needs, uh, his ego could use a boost, won for Best Morning Show. The Columbus Day Parade won for Best Live On-Scene Coverage. Best Election Coverage went to my colleagues Rita Cosby, Dominic Carter, and Noam Layden. And for Best Use of Digital, we won for paying tribute to fallen firefighter Timothy Klein. And (laughs) I can't wait to hear about this this weekend. Curtis Lewa won for his commentary on the closing of Lenny's Pizza in the category of Best Personality on Social Media. And this program won, specifically my interview with William Shatner, in the category of Best Podcast. So there's going to be a formal ceremony in September. I don't know when or what. The, you can go to the website nysbroadcasters.org. But uh, I'm really, I'm really happy that we won. I don't know how we feel about winning in the podcast category because I've always viewed this as a radio show that happens to be podcast. But people can enjoy this show however they want to enjoy it, I guess. But serious congratulations to this whole team. I know how hard everybody works here, and I'm glad that that was recognized by the New York State. Broadcasters Association. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. So a friend of mine celebrated his birthday recently. It was a milestone birthday. I think it was his 70th, but don't quote me on that. My friend Dan, great guy, friend of mine a long time. And we got him something that I thought was really unique and something that I knew he would like. And it was almost totally free. I think actually it was free. I might have had to pay for the cost of shipping and handling. What we did was we took advantage of a great program that Congress makes available to the public where just about any American any constituent, certainly, can call their member of Congress and request an American flag that was flown over the U.S. Capitol. Anybody can do it. Sometimes they'll charge you a nominal charge for shipping and handling, and they'll send you, usually with some sort of a certificate about what date it was flown over the Capitol. It's really neat. I have one flying in front of my house. I absolutely love it. Let me tell you the reaction from my friend Dan. He got this. It arrived at his home, and he texted me, Hi, Frank. Thanks so much for the absolute best personal gift. I love it. And the certificate, wow. I am overwhelmed. Love you guys. Thanks. I had tears in my eyes. Seriously. Now, clearly, this is a patriot, and this is someone that was really moved by this. I thought it would be fun. I also have a New York State flag flying in front of my house, and I'm trying to convince my wife to let me put up a third flag, a New York City flag. 
I thought it would be fun to add a New York State flag that was flown over the state capitol and a New York City flag that was flown over City Hall. And lo and behold, the state legislature and the New York City Council don't have any such program to make stuff like that available to the public. Well, I think they should. I have written to several members of the city council, and I am going to redouble my efforts to reach out to members of the city council as well as to state legislators to ask them to do the same thing Congress does. And if a constituent wants a New York state flag or a New York City flag, and I guess it could be true of the state of New Jersey or whatever state you happen to be listening in, then let them request one and get one for free, or maybe with just a minor shipping and handling fee. People get a real kick out of it, and it might even bring back a level of state-based patriotism that is far too rare for my tastes. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, you know all those masks that we purchased during the COVID lockdown? Maybe there's a reason for those of us in the New York area to dust them off and put them on again. Oh, my goodness. Were you outside last night? The smoky haze floating over a wide swath of New York and I think the whole Northeast on Tuesday from Canada, where hundreds of wildfires were blazing, triggered all sorts of air alerts from Minnesota to Massachusetts. New York City's air was very unhealthy. By 10 p.m. last night, air quality in parts of New York City had become very unhealthy, rising to 218 in the Environmental Protection Agency's Air Quality Index. New York's air quality rating briefly ranked as the worst of any city in the world. On Tuesday, think about that. And I understand there were also some uh, wildfires in Wildwood, New Jersey, probably people that were pretty fed up about uh, what they're doing in terms of enforcing no drinking on the beach, uh, probably setting fires there. And uh, I don't know how much that affected us, but I'm sure it didn't help. Boy, oh boy, just be careful. I would seriously encourage you. I don't know how long these Canadian wildfires are going to continue. And I don't know how long New Yorkers are going to have to be coughing through the Canadian smoke as if they're the uh, hybrid of Woody Harrelson and Willie Nelson. But it was tough to breathe. So especially if you have asthma, maybe think about uh, refraining from going outside until this smoke dissipates. And maybe uh, I'm a fresh air fiend, but this is not fresh air. Keep the windows closed and use the air conditioning instead. Good luck. Stay safe. Breathe easy. Beam me up. To be continued. 